0: One day you'll run for Senate. Mm-hmm. Totally effin' awesome. lost. Um, okay, but before you run for Senate, <laughs> Byron, you are in
1: England town. London, England.
0: Do you do that around?
1: Yeah, the locals hate it for some reason. <laughs> weird i don't know why
0: um i've been to london byron
1: whoa we're we're gonna talk about a place that you have also been to that's pretty rare
0: yeah i mean it hasn't been i it was 20 years ago but i mean i was there
1: sure well you know that's a it's a very traditional sort of set in their ways uh place it probably hasn't yeah. changed too <laughs> much a,
0: a big cosmopolitan town like london ain't gonna change that much
1: <laughs> what is it what were well then yeah let's reverse this a little bit what were your what were your highlights what do you remember?
0: Well, I was just out of high school I was there <laughs> with my friend who is English and who I went to high school with and we were you know a couple of kids out on the town free you know it was like after our senior year we, we okay spent a month in London or a month in England and then we were in London for yeah probably the better part of a week and a half of that time and cool you know just staying in hostels and uh right right hanging out and doing whatever i loved it i really it was my first you know time kind of out in a city i guess mm. um on by myself uh with with a buddy but still by myself and i really had a good time i enjoyed london a lot and that was uh it was a fun it was a very fun experience i remember it being a very cool city like a very a very a specific identity, you know, like London has like an identity to it. I think. Yes. New York has an identity like pretty, you know, you can tell it's like, oh, this is I'm definitely in Manhattan whenever you're in Manhattan, you know,
1: right. Um, It's it. it, Paris is like this, too, where there this cannot exist anywhere else in the world. You 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 know that you are in this certain place um, because it's so which I think is really distinct. Yeah, it's great.
0: So, Yeah, I love I love London. I would I I'm excited. I would love to go back. I'm I would like to go back. Very Yeah.
1: Soon. Uh I mean you totally should. What was your favorite thing that you saw? Um or were you just like getting wasted every day cuz you No, this, this was before I drank actually. Oh. Uh
0: I did not drink until I was 21. Um well, you've made up for lost time. I sure have. Uh but
1: <laughs> as if I I was kind of the same
0: I think, I think that the, the coolest thing, I mean, the thing that made the biggest impression on me was the Tate Modern. Yeah. Um, really, really loved going to that. Just the building itself was really cool. It's crazy, and,
1: right? I went to that. That's one of the, one, one of the spots I hit.
0: Nice. Um, yeah, so I, I loved that and, uh, and I just liked being in we stayed in Earl's Court, which is, uh kind of a, like a, at the time, I mean, I don't know what it was then or now or whatever, but, you know, maybe a little rough around the edges, a lot of Australians in Earl's court. So okay. it was very Australian, which is kind of
1: funny. Was um, Earl a good host? Was he a nice guy? Or?
0: Oh man, Earl, you know, he was good. Yeah, good. You know? Um, But yeah, I, that's, the, and I remember being in a, we were in a club or like a pub or something uh, that right. It was underground. It was in a basement. And I just remember a bunch of 40 year olds singing to Shaggy's It Wasn't Me <laughs> uh, and thinking that this was like the this was like the best time of my life.
1: Fantastic.
0: <laughs> up up to that point.
1: Yeah. I mean, what does it, has it ever gotten better than that?
0: Um, maybe uh- in parts, but uh, but as a whole, no.
1: Right, wow, phantom! what a great experience, Earl's it Corner was. or no Earl's Court, Orles Earl Oral, Corner, Or Oral, Earl's Corner, Earl's Corner. Oral's Oral's corner. corner.
0: Uh, what uh, about you, Byron? What? How has your London experience been? I
1: I'm love sure London you've been
0: multiple times. I have.
1: Uh, London is one of those cities that I've been to uh, a lot, relatively. Um, But I also haven't, the last time I was here was probably, man, 20 years or so ago. So same kind of thing. I, I'd been like, I went, been like two or three times high school, college era, uh, and then haven't been back since. So it was just, just as I remembered it again, that very like identifiable uh, streets and character um I went to the Tate Modern as well, which is sort of this giant warehouse modern art building. Uh, what do you what do you think of modern art? It doesn't it doesn't really do it for me. <laughs> modern art is one of the most
0: both no bullshit and all bullshit forms of art, <laughs> and in that way I respect it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's <laughs> if that a good call. That makes any sense at all. I think that's a good call. I mean there was one you know, there was one um, PC, you know, the you, it's different. There's, there's, there's like the things where you, there was one room where you walk into a room and it's like these big slabs of stone and they're just sort of laid mm-hmm. around, and then on the other side, there's another big, you know, crane or something like that. That doesn't really do it for me. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. But then also there's there is one room and it's completely blue and all of it, all it's dark and blue. And then all of it has is a giant um, cylinder in the middle that is built entirely of old radios and speakers Mm -hmm. and all the speakers and radios are tuned in and turned to different channels so you have this like cacophony of sound coming from this tower, and all the room is 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 this. So when it's yeah, things absolutely. like that that are uniquely creative um, and visually like, appealing. What's a radio? I've never seen a radio before. <laughs> oh my god! You're like an extra in Mary Poppins. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, call blimey. What's a radio? These <laughs> chimney sweeps into the Tate Modern. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, pile of rocks. Or... It
0: looks like it sort of looks like the the mu- the art museum in Batman. Uh that, that Joker like, uh, you know, totally trashes or whatever.
1: Yeah, and the building is I'm very futuristic about 1989 looking.
0: 1989 Batman, of course.
1: <laughs> sure, sure, not not Christopher Nolan's uh Batman. Right. <laughs> right. You know, it's this big, it's this giant futuristic square place. And then it has all these rooms with this different art. And yeah, I don't know. There's somewhere it's like cloth shapes. And I, I, I have a problem looking at art and thinking that it could be like a middle school or elementary school project. Yeah, sure. And that like, you could tell me that a, a seven year old did this and I wouldn't be surprised that that doesn't really move the meter for me.
0: 7-year-old did this um, and not only that a 7-year-old failed his assignment. Yeah. This was a failure.
1: But art is about struggle, so that's why it made the museum. You know, I could <laughs> that there's that kind of thing. I don't know, it just doesn't do it for me. But I'm also, you know, I'm I'm basic when it comes to art. Give me Monet and the impressionists and I'm I'm just like that warm fuzzy feeling when I look at art and I'm happy. I need
0: those paintings to look like something I know. <laughs> Man, that man made a river. Only he made it
1: a little smudgier. I like that. We really, uh, <laughs> we're really giving the U.S. and London a good, a good name today. Oh, blimey,
0: me, that man made
1: a river. Only it looks like it's made of dots. <laughs> oh man, Savage, you're so mean to how this place mean? that you like. How,
0: how am I mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm simply holding a mirror to society, my friend.
1: You're 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 a truth teller. I see. Yes, I see. Can't help. I it. get it. I get it. Well, uh, so Tate Modern. It's fine. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That's the T-shirt.
1: Yeah, I also tape went modern. to the. It's. I modern. went to also. It's went to a museum, and it's just called the British Museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the British Museum has basically taken uh, artifacts and and real you know, pieces of, it's like an archaeological museum. And so Britain, being a world empire for years and centuries, they've basically taken things from countries all world. around the world. This is their and evident turned... blocker. Yeah, they turned it into their own, uh, they turned it into their own museum. Um, <laughs> and so it's funny because when I went to Athens, I went to the uh, Acropolis. And if you know, there was a basically they said, hey, a lot of the pieces are missing because the British uh, took these in the 1800s, supposedly to save them from being uh, from being, you know, vandalized or something like that. But now that the Greeks want it back, the, the British have, have said, thank you, but no, thank you. We're going to keep them. Right. Um, so there's all sorts of things, you know, the Aztec, Aztec things and, and just wonderful items from around the world. The Rosetta stone, the famed Rosetta stone is there.
0: Not the software. Um,
1: no, the, <laughs> huh. the language, uh, the hieroglyphic, uh, piece of tablet that basically unlocked ancient Egyptian language for scientists in the late 1700s. That's crazy. Oh, it was so cool. It was so cool. And they have a fake one next to it that you can touch and and look at closely, uh, which I did. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but it's great. There's a whole sign that explained why they have these things from the Acropolis uh, and more specifically the Parthenon. And they were like, yeah, it was brought here by Lord Elgin. He removed these um, because (laughs) it says... This has always been a matter of discussion, but one thing is certain, his actions spared them from further damage by vandalism, weathering, (laughs) and pollution. It is also, thanks to Elgin, that generations of visitors have been able to see the sculptures at eye level rather than high up on the building. Oh. Like, what? That's your (laughs) excuse?
0: Somebody wanted to, you know, put them in the, in the masonry. And he was like, no, 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 I stole these things fair and square. We're going to, uh, we're going to display them.
1: Yeah. He, they're saying it's better that they're not on the actual. Acropolis on the Parthenon where they're originally from. It's better that they're in the museum. (laughs) That's their, that's their reasoning. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, what what I do appreciate about uh, the the British Museum and the Tate Modern is that they're free. Mm-hmm. They kind of had a they had a very I would say robust entry entryway filled with lots of uh, staff members and 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 donation bins. So you're very encouraged to donate, and uh, I I did not.
0: Well, that's okay. <laughs>
1: But yeah, so it's free, but they make you they definitely shame you on the way in. Um, but luckily, it, when it comes to these things, I, I don't have shame. So I just walked by <laughs> it's like ah, American you
0: suckers.
1: Sorry, I'm an American. I'm good. Um, <laughs> my, but, my brain but,
0: shame doesn't work,
1: <laughs> but it goes both ways. I, I've found that in place, London places are either free or they're 25 to 30 pounds to go in yeah i i went on the the london eye which Uh i i think they put that in in 2000 it was
0: was there when i was there but it, But it it was probably brand new right it was pretty new yeah and we didn't do it because we didn't care
1: right uh i i don't know if i cared but I wanted to do it. <laughs> I would do it now.
0: I, I, I kind of regret not going on it, especially because it was like within a year of it opening, I think.
1: Yeah. And it was the new hotness probably. Yeah, um, and I remember
0: people making fun of it because it was like a, you know, it's just a, it's a giant Ferris wheel. And I correct. think there were some people that were upset about it. Uh, ruining the skyline of of London like the the or the you know the old skyline the sure you got the tower sure. the bridge and everything else and then there's this Ferris wheel
1: but that's such that's what everyone says about anything that's new ever in history when something yeah, new it's comes not a up
0: Ferris wheel it's like it's like you're putting a giant tilt-a-whirl in the middle of New York City
1: yeah right? yeah and it looks cool it makes it it, it makes things look better um I liked it. And I went up there and I timed it. I was the last sort of the last one in on the day because I saw like just the spectacular sunset brewing. So I got up there and the whole thing round trip is about 20, 25 minutes because it goes really slowly. Um, They actually have one in Singapore as well that that, I think it's the same company because it's the same kind of vibe. Um, So slowly that you might not even know that it's moving unless you really focus on it or you're in it, right. um, but it's great. You have a view of the Thames. You can see Buckingham Palace and Parliament and this gorgeous sunset while I was there. But it, uh, it cost 27 and a half pounds, which the, the pound conversion, that's like 30, 35, 40 bucks. That's like $150. <laughs> it was a thousand dollars to go on this wheel, Landon. But holy shit, that sunset was worth it.
0: Every penny. I'm sorry, every pence.
1: <laughs> every, penny.
0: worth every pence.
1: <laughs> worth every pence. Um, yeah. So I I liked it. It's really steep though. But that's that's why I felt okay stiffing the British Museum and the yeah. Tate Modern. It all kind of
0: washes out
1: now I, I I also justified that they were all owned by the same entity, the British government or something. And so it wasn't just some private person that was getting rich, but that's probably not true,
0: yeah, well, especially you know, for whatever. the eye your your own personal financial justifications can only go so far.
1: That's right. I mean, I knew i was I knew I was stiffing the the wonderful <laughs> British citizens. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. um, which goes to the the other. Uh, I saw uh, I saw Big Ben as well, which was covered in scaffolding. Yeah, <laughs> basically unrecognizable. Uh, so that wasn't the best. Um, but I I did go to the Tower of London, and you 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 said last week that I should uh, disobey or. Some some sort of act of disobedience, I yes. believe, was my challenge. Yes. That's correct. So when you go to the Tower of London, it the 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 fee to pay is twenty-eight euro and ninety cents. Which is, again, so much. It's a lot. Me. Yeah. But you get to see the crown jewels, the queen's crown. It's an old castle where they tortured um Priests and 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 uh, I think they said a, a one sign said that a a a suspected sorcerer was nice. tortured. Nice. Oh, my God, people. Yeah. Um. And they've kept kings there. I think Richard the Third was in prison there. It's it's been it's just an iconic castle uh, on the river. And so it's twenty eight ninety to go in. And as I was walking up, I was standing in line and I heard the person in front of me at one of the, the vestibules. They said, uh, OK, uh, hello, welcome. It's twenty eight, uh, twenty eight ninety um, with without the donation. Or if you'd like to make a donation to the grounds to keep the Tower of London in shape, it's thirty one pounds and eighty cents. So if you want to make this little donation, you you pay three pounds more. And that was presented, so I knew that these were the options. And when I went up to the vestibule, I went to a different window, and he said, "Hello, welcome to the Tower of London. It's thirty one eighty pounds." He didn't give me the option.
0: He didn't give you the option
1: no, of if I wanted to pay the donation or not. now why do and, you do
0: you have theories as to why this happened?
1: Probably how I look. i mean i've I've <laughs> I think I <laughs> oh, you in a solid
0: gold tuxedo
1: <laughs> with my MAGA hat and my, uh, I just, uh, I was just, and I had an air horn and I was just blasting it, you yeah. know, and going, pew, pew, pew. Yeah,
0: Donald um, Aurora's friends for life t-shirt.
1: No, I don't know. I don't know if they get a commission by getting the, how many donations they get or what the, what the deal was. But the one ticket taker gave the person the option, and my ticket taker did not. And so I said, uh, "No donation, please." And without saying anything, he says, "Okay, twenty eight 90 Then, <laughs> like, dude, nice. you were gonna screw me on this, yeah? Uh, right. So no donation. Not for the for the the Tower of London. Not for the British Museum. Not for the Tate Modern. I disobeyed and I kept my wallet slightly more full than it would have been.
0: Yeah, that's good. You should have yeah, done that and- in a French accent just to, you know. Oh, kind
1: of oh, right. Some,
0: uh, you know, like just stoking some yeah. of the, uh, stoking some of those fires.
1: Hey, Sacre bleu, no donation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would have bought it. I would have bought it immediately.
1: Good. Yeah. <laughs> and then just continue air horning. yeah um, <laughs> But you it's cool, man. <laughs> the really the, the Tower of London was this wild place. They they it was like part part prison, part zoo. They would have like polar bears and things that they brought from around the world would just live there. <laughs> they have the, the crows, they have crows which are still there to this day, uh that were like the messaging system, very Game of Thrones-esque. Uh, and then I got to see I got to see the, the crown jewels. I got to see Queen Elizabeth's uh, um, scepter and cape and and crown that she wore when she became queen. And I, I believe that's the only time she's ever worn it was at her coronation. Wow. it was it was very cool. And you have the these yeomen dressed up in these old British outfits. Um, so it, it was very cool. Despite the steep price. Um Definitely something worth worth checking out. Yeah, uh, I, that sounds yeah, awesome. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. Um, but it, it was cool. I I was with um, my stepmom uh, months ago. Planned. Uh, she got these like deals or something at these small boutique hotels, and so she said, "Hey, Byron, I'm gonna be in London. I got a I got this great deal on the rooms, and I want to see a bunch of London theater. Do you want to join me?" And I said fuck yeah I do <laughs> sounds great <laughs> um so in three three nights we've seen three different plays wow uh, we saw something called antipodes uh okay. which which was not good um this was a <laughs> a formid, former former uh, someone won a pulitzer prize for for their last play and this this was just a, a single room and it was basically like a writing room. And these people, half of them were American, half of them weren't, or some of them were trying accents. Um, but it was about like the creative process and uh, it was two and a half hours. And at the end, I didn't care about a single character, which is wow. a sort of a fail in, in my view. Yeah. So pass on that. Uh, <laughs> antipodes. Uh, the next thing I saw was Baby Reindeer. Um, this a is a title. it's a great title, great title. Oh, not as good as Reindeer Games, the Ben Affleck no, well, no, Christmas but, movie. I mean,
0: how could it ever compete with Reindeer Games?
1: No, no. Um, but Baby Reindeer is a one man show by a guy named Richard Gadd who uh, did this at Edinburgh Edinburgh uh, Fringe Fest and. Sure. People loved it so much that now it's sort of off. <laughs> I guess it's not off Broadway. It's not New York. But whatever off Broadway is for London, right? Um, that's off where West that End, or whatever, off the Thames, um, right? West End. That's what it is. But this is what it wasn't. It was not West yeah, End. It's not not West uh, End. That's what they
0: call it. off yeah. Broadway and not West End.
1: But it was cool. So this guy does a single, like a, a one man show. And it's about a story from his own life where he was a bartender at a bar. And this woman uh, became, began stalking him online and in person. And his life kind of fell apart because of this one woman uh, who ha- was obsessed with him. And it was very cool. And he used the, it's a theater in the round, but he used this sort of spinning stage and screens and, you know, sort of, um, kind
0: of an amazing um,
1: humble brag. Oh it was yeah I know I know he's like this guy he it's he, like my life was torn apart because I'm too handsome and like sexually <laughs> desirable and uh, now let
0: me tell the world about it in a play in the in Yeah London.
1: exactly but it was so good you you forget about the like audacity of trying yeah, to sure. do one of these things but right. th- with one man show it's really you really have to like Love yourself and not be ashamed of it, I guess. God, no, um, totally. But also he was very it was very raw and very true to his own life. So he was telling us stuff that was you know pretty embarrassing. Um and then uh yeah, but it was that was great. That was probably my second favorite thing that we've seen uh while we're here. Um oh did I say three plays?
0: I think so. Something like that. I
1: think that. I did. We saw four. We saw four plays. Uh, yeah, the third was "Death of a Salesman" with an all African American cast. Oh, cool! Yes, um, uh, the uh, "Death of a Salesman," the classic Arthur Miller play, which which has the the, the lead salesman. Um, it was actually, did you watch "The Wire"? Yeah. Uh huh. the The guy who played Bunk, the the yeah. sidekick detective, he was Willie Loman. Oh, that's amazing. And it was awesome. And it was really good. And uh, yeah, he's a great actor. I love that guy. He's a great actor. He's a great actor. And um, so we saw that. It was fantastic. And then finally, uh, earlier today, we saw Ian McKellen on stage, which is Ian McKellen, the famed British actor who played uh, Magneto and Gandalf he was on stage, and he opened the opened the play with him doing uh, Gandalf, his sh- You Shall Not Pass speech.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> and he wore the hat, and he had a sword, and it was awesome. And then he continued to do uh, Shakespeare, Shakespeare sonnets and Shakespeare passages. And then at one point he asked for... Uh, a young man in the audience to, to join him on stage. Mm -hmm. And I said, Oh, cool. He's going to bring a kid up there or something. And like people were sort of like raising their hands and he was, uh, he said, no, 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 you're too, you know, you're too old or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, huh. And I look around and then I, I've, I think I figure out that I am the youngest person in the room. (laughs) Yeah, sure. A a spry, 35 uh, years old. (laughs) So I, he wasn't picking anyone because I don't think he was getting the demo demographic he wanted. No. And so I put my hand up in the air and he pointed at me and said, ah, yes, you, you, sir, come join me on stage. Oh, shit. You like Vladiator movies? (laughs) So I was on stage in front of like 3,000, 2,000 people. Oh, crap. At this stage, at this theater in in on the West End. and he wanted to take a selfie with me with this old Polaroid insta camera. So right. we took a selfie together on stage and then he uh, took us a picture of the crowd and gave it to me. He let me hold his Gandalf sword. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then he said, "Oh, uh, uh, do you have one of these? Do you have one of these? And he showed me this this program that they had been selling for ten pounds in the lobby, uh, it, you know. And I I said, uh, "No, sir Ian, I don't. They they cost ten pounds. It's ridiculous." And the crowd i i got a i got an applause break and <laughs> roaring laughter on stage with Ian McKellen.
0: And then you were like, and you and you know what else? You know what else really chaps my
1: hide? Yeah, uh,
0: they didn't ask me if whether I didn't want to donate at the Tower of London.
1: That's right. That's right. And I said, and I want my eleven dollars back for apt pupil, which I had to sit through. <laughs> Ian, I'm uh, sorry, Sir Ian. Sir Ian. Uh, no, so he he signed it for me. Uh, And he gave it to me as well as the the Polaroids of our selfies and sent me on my way. So I shared I shared a London stage with Sir Ian McKellen.
0: So Sir Ian McKellen and Macron, those are this is this is becoming Byron's, uh, you know, selfie tour explosion. It's it's uh, true.
1: It's incredible. It's true. I, so I'm like the Forrest Gump of travel bloggers.
0: Yeah, you are,
1: and just as smart, just as
0: smart. I mean, every bit as smart and fast.
1: So, oh, I love running. I love it. And I played. I played for Alabama. Uh, a lot right. of people don't know that I played people running back that. for Nick Saban at Alabama. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. I got a couple of rings. Yeah. Um. But no, so it was like a magical thing. I couldn't believe it happened. Um, my stepmom like snuck gorilla footage of it that she took on her cell phone. Uh, so I, I have a record that this like surreal thing actually happened. Um, it was great. It was great. And then the rest. So the rest of the play, act two, he has a, a pile of plays on stage. And it's every every play that that Shakespeare has ever done. And he goes through them one by one. And he says, name me, he s- says, N- g- give me the name of a Shakespeare play. And so the audience would shout out, you know, Hamlet. And he would reach and grab the play from the pile. And then without looking at it, he would start reciting a part of the play. Oh, and he man. did this for every single Shakespeare play. <laughs> it was great. I, I, this could great. have been this this could have been a 12 hour experience and I would have been so happy. I had a giant yeah. smile on my face the whole time.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. He even Ian <laughs> so,
0: on stage,
1: Ian McKellen on stage. And it's sort of he said it's very personal. He told us sort of his, his story. And he said, this is this is sort of my farewell thing. This is I wanted to travel around the country and the world and do this for people. And I don't know if I'll ever get another chance to do it. And so it was sort of his farewell. It was wow. really cool.
0: That's very cool.
1: Yeah, and uh, and even he even did. He was in Cats, and that was the most recent movie he's done. <laughs> so he treated us to his monologue that he did in Cats as well. Oh, treated,
0: treated is the right <laughs> terminology there.
1: Yeah. So I think he 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 threw a bone to the Cats fans. <laughs>
0: you guys are that's great
1: yeah uh people didn't go nuts for that but you know it's it's part of the price of admission he's got a he's got to pump his his latest uh his latest wares
0: yeah of course
1: yeah um i went to uh so that was it four plays in four days with my stepmom it was awesome Four
0: days four plays four days four plays
1: four days four plays i was in one um right (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, where else you weren't in more
0: but i was too i think you should have found your way up to that uh death of a salesman
1: right i mean the all the all all african-american cast and me the gringo (laughs) yeah that didn't happen thankfully thankfully um but i did i did do a i did do a uh a biff a Biff Loman monologue in high school, so that's as close okay. as I've gotten good. to Death of a Salesman that's about like good. stealing a pen and because he ran oh, whatever. It's a good play. It's a good play. <laughs> it's a good play. Um, um, what
0: did you? What have you been eating in, in uh, England? Because oh you know the stereotype God. for England and is that the food is not up to snuff, but that's obviously not true. Um, well, I, I I enjoy English food. And, yes, uh, I I and do so, as well. So what? So what have you? So what have you been? What have you been eating?
1: Okay. Do you want? Do you want like? the meat and potatoes, the, the, the normal foods, or do you want the menu from the three star Michelin restaurant I went to?
0: Well, I mean, obviously I guess the, the Michelin star, the three Michelin star restaurant is something that we got to talk about, I suppose.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think we should. Um, so, uh, as we've established, I'm sort of like a, a cheap, you know, rat, uh, <laughs> when it comes to these
0: self-described things. street rat, Byron,
1: Yes, uh, scrounging for any meal he can get his hands on and not paying for modern art. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, but uh, my stepmom is not that. She is a, a woman of fine tastes, and she said, do you want to go to this place? And I said, absolutely. So this place is wild. It, it is there's the fancy restaurant upstairs. Downstairs, there's a jungle bar that is purple and uh, different, like lighting all over the place. It it looks like um looks like a ride out of Disneyland more than anything else. And you can go in there. Uh, I had a cheap eighteen dollar glass of red wine. Uh, there were also a sixty five pound uh, cocktail. With gold flakes in it, that was on the menu. So this is the kind of place we're talking about: sixty-five pounds for a single drink. And then we go upstairs in, and there's like weird dolls. It's it was the most cheesy, kitsch place I've ever seen, but it also, at the same time, seemed very fancy and high end and stylish. It it was cool. I, I yeah it, I, yeah I don't know how to explain it. So we sit down and there you know we do the full tasting it's one of these tasting menu things um, that we've discussed in the past where you get a several you know eight different courses small amounts right. of food but all of it's fantastic. So we started with squid sticks these are breadsticks dipped in squid ink okay. <laughs> which was which was a delight. Uh, we also had a shrimp in a pumpkin cream which was uh, which was very tasty, uh, hand-dived scallop, a oh. scallop that was caught by hand. Landon caught by hand. <laughs> uh, there was a baby squid with white truffle, which I think was my favorite. That was possibly the most tasty, delicious thing I've ever consumed. Mm. It was mind-blowing. Oh, my God. I'm just thinking about it now. Now You're
0: thinking about it and you're just your mind is continuing to be blown.
1: Yes. Uh, Cornish Pollock, which is a fish, was caught using a line. It's a line caught. Okay. So this was not hand caught, which is pretty disappointing. Yeah, it made it taste a
0: lot worse, if you're honest
1: with yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Grouse. Uh, I don't know if I talked about the grouse. Um, We did the wine pairing as well. One of the wines was from 1940, and it came in a bottle that looked like it was in Al Capone's vault, like it was buried. (laughs) And it was completely, you could barely read the label. It's all messed up. And they're like, this is a- we had to
0: pry this from Capone's hand. For real. <laughs> it looks like it was buried
1: with him <laughs> <It> does. <laughs> and you, it pours and it's, it looks like, you know, when you haven't run a faucet in a long time yeah. and then you do, and it's yeah. brown. Yeah. You got to just whatever? let it run for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They pour this fucking wine out and that's what it looks like in the glass.
0: That's hilarious. And
1: so we're like, Oh my God, are we going to drink this? And they assured us it was fine. I mean, why not? And it was delicious. Uh, so there you go. That's and hilarious. then, uh, you know, don't, a dessert. Don't, don't
0: worry about this. It's just the lead in the wine.
1: Yeah, yeah. Don't. <laughs> this, is, this is. They drank this in Flint. It's fine. Yeah. Don't worry um, about
0: this. It's just. Uh, it's just heavy metals. You know, there's probably there's <laughs> probably some mercury in there. Don't don't worry about it.
1: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But it was worth it. You know, because of because a. a a well-paid waiter told us to drink it. Uh, Yeah. And then dessert was an assortment of cheeses and then six different delectable sweet things. And that was the meal. Oh my God, Landon, it was rarely. And we've talked about this. Do places sort of live up to the price tag and the, the experience you're going more for an experience less than the food is that good or fulfilling. This was not that. Um, this was the best meal I've had in my life.
0: <laughs> that's that's great. I mean, and you want that yeah. to be the case because you hear, you know, I I do this. I'm I'm not a foodie by any stretch, but neither like, am I. You know, you look at the stuff, and you were, you know, you uh, you think about all these Michelin star restaurants. You're like, how can it can it really be? You know, like what, what yeah. are there? You know, like what's going on here? But then it's nice to hear yeah. that you've got you know, that that's like a a real good experience.
1: It was. And there's there's only 150 or so three star Michelin uh, places in the world. I've uh, the one in. Yeah. The one I went to before I think was two star. I don't know. Uh, But it's this was the first one that actually lived up to it and was just a delight. And (laughs) I I have to also talk about the bathrooms in this place. Which is what definitely what people want to hear. So in the restaurant itself, the bathroom was basically like a, like a Liberace fever dream. Basically mirror, infinite mirrors and dangly chandeliers and things and weird music. <laughs> so that was great. And then if you go downstairs to the bar and they have sort of a, a more casual restaurant, still wildly expensive. Their bathrooms right. are egg shaped pods that okay. are dotting. They're basically mm-hmm. dotting this giant room and there's, there's 12 pods Love and it. then you open one up and then you go into the bathroom and then you go out and they're eggs. It was a wild place, man. I, I, I'm, I'm into all of this. It's great. It was, was just like, something was it
0: called, was it called Kubrick's?
1: no but it had that vibe that's such a great call that's like if stanley kubrick had a restaurant this is what it would be it would be (laughs) all this weird stuff that some that shouldn't work but somehow does and it's high high quality that's exactly right right. no it was called sketch sketch restaurant oh my god man i i really one of those when you pay that much for food or when your stepmom pays that much for food uh you want it to be mind-blowing and memorable, and this one was so. Uh, I loved it. Um, I'll also i'll will tell you the other places I went. They were they were also very good. I went mm-hmm. to Fishgo Tech. Okay. So uh, basically, that uh, sounds
0: like a fake restaurant that Nickelodeon's all that would come up with.
1: Yeah, or one of the like in the in the in the mall in the Simpsons where yeah, they walk by yeah. the Leftorium and then it's next <laughs> to the Fishgo Tech. Yeah, right. <laughs> so this is like just a, like uh, meat and potatoes. Why am I saying meat and potatoes? It's literally not. It, it's fish and chips. <laughs> uh, but it's your basic fish and chips. A giant piece of cod and, well, and
0: potatoes, technically. I mean,
1: right. That's true. Right? Yeah. Uh, fish, meat and potatoes. Uh, so, yeah, just a big fried thing of cod and French fries on a nice. plate. Um, I also I got uh, hung out with some friends and got a little drunk. And there's a 24 hour place called Bagel Bake. And this is a bagel, salted beef, and then another bagel, a little sandwich. And okay. it cost four pounds. And it was amazing, especially when you're drunk. I immediately
0: leave it was, and go to London right now and get some of the bagel bake because it's amazing.
1: Let's do this. We got, I'm down for that. The bagel ah. bake was awesome. Um, and then there's also, I also had the best Indian food that I've ever had in my life. Um, which, course, is yeah. place, which is at a place, which is a place called Dishoom. Um, they're a chain. They're like an, uh, an English. I think they have like four place places around London. So it's one of those chains where it's a very nice, you know, restaurant and they have multiple locations, but it's not like all around the world. Right. And I I, would just blew me away. I had chicken birani and I've never had Indian food. It was that good. And it was in this wonderful, like colonial looking space. Oh. sort of that. Um, you know, uh, what, what's the right word for it? Not <laughs> not steampunk. But like, col- what about like colonial steampunk? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I think you know, so. Like yeah.
1: barrels out and sort of exposed things, sort of yeah. functional and um, British. You know, if it was over there in eighteen hundreds, that kind of vibe. So the space is good, and then the food was mind blowing. Oh my god, the food! So yeah, fuck those people that said that London doesn't have good food. Had <laughs> great food everywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah totally.
1: Oh man. Um, Uh, and, and speaking, yeah. And speaking of King's cross, you, I was walking around, uh, itself is in basically like this old, basically there's a canal and these old mills used to be on there to, to, they would drop, you know, their supply onto boats and then boats would go around the rest of London and the rest of England. And now it's turned into uh, restaurants and stores. And it's very cool. And they've actually set up like a bench seating area and a giant screen across the canal. So you can sit there and watch. You know, they were watching tennis, I think, when I was there. So between you and the screen is this wonderful canal and boats go through. And then you just watch a movie or watch <laughs> TV. Yeah, it was a very, very cool, cool area right at King's Cross. Um, but the best the best thing, are, are you a Potterhead, Landon?
0: Uh, I'm actually, no, I'm not, but I've never read or seen anything of Harry Potter.
1: I am not either. Uh, I've watched the first movie and that's it. And the, I respect it. Oh yeah. No, I've heard it's great. I'm not, no, I'm not anti Potter. I've just haven't experienced Potter. Um, and then, so it's kind of a blind spot for me, but I went to. King's cross and station nine and three quarters in Harry Potter, where you go from the regular world to Hogwarts yes, right? is that's the platform that you go to. I see. And I was walking through King's cross station. Cause I just had had the Indian food there, um, which my friend uh, Roos told me to go get. Thank you, Roos. Who's <laughs> delightful. Uh, and wouldn't you know, in the middle of King's cross station, which is a functioning, mega subway station in London, there is a platform nine and three quarters set up where people can take their picture with a Harry Potter scarf next to the little shopping cart going through the wall on platform nine and three quarters. There you go. And so you line up and there's a line right next to it, but the line is so long. So there's a second line that is outside the station uh, lined up as well. and. There's staff that take you from that line into the the picture line. Meanwhile, people are rushing to get to their actual trains as like tourists are crisscrossing, trying to All get right. their Harry Potter picture taken. Mm-hmm. And then when you're, when you're up front, you pick which house you belong to, you know, Hogwarts or Gryffindor, Slytherin, sure. uh, Hufflepuff, and it's a different color. So you pick a scarf and then you, you hold the little cart to go through the wall with a wand and then there's a person taking the picture and a staff member flinging your scarf up in the air to give it to give the picture uh, the yeah. essence of movement. And like the, right. the scarf is flying uh, and then there's a whole little shop where you you buy your picture. Landon, I'm not a p- Potterhead. This was awesome. <laughs> this is so much fun.
0: I've seen these pictures and I just thought it was, I don't know why, but I just thought it was like at Universal or something. And No, it's
1: in the middle of a real train in the station. <laughs> in
0: the train station. That's
1: wild. I just, and I, you know, there was also one of those moments where I, I remembered how lucky I, I have it to be going around and exploring these things. And this is something I just sort of happened upon but i i also did the flip side where like man what if i had to go to my office every day and pass through here as these tourists are tried to get their picture taken at the harry potter thing like right. and i and i have to go sit at a desk for 8 hours that would just i don't know i i think that would maybe annoy me after several months of seeing seeing that
0: man um, our civilization is gone and we're all buried underneath you know piles of rubble and whoever discovers us and start studying it. Be be it aliens, be it an evolved set of humans. We'll call them zoomans. Zoomans. Uh, whoever whoever uncovers us, they're going to be very confused about certain things. And oh yeah, I feel like this is one of them.
1: Uh, yeah, I can't wait. I, I can't wait for our alien overlords to try and piece it all together. Right, well, what so, a, what
0: an adventure! Wait, go back, so Harry Potter was not real, uh, but then, yeah, but then right, right exactly. And or the yeah, a...
1: God forbid they get their hands on Game of Thrones. they go like these people were fucked up, yeah. man. <laughs> Look what they did to each other,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, that's um, awesome.
1: That's and really cool. One, yeah, and one last thing uh, that I, I mean, there's so much I could go forever with all the cool stuff I saw. You know, went by Buckingham Palace and. You know, there's always soldiers doing weird drills, you know, walking around. Um, But uh, near Buckingham Palace, near 10 Downing Street, um, where the prime minister lives, is the Churchill War Rooms. Mm. So these are the subterranean bunker where Winston Churchill ran World War II from during the bombing raids and when it wasn't safe for him to be above ground. He did all his famous speeches from his desk there. He had a, a super secret direct line to the white house to talk to roosevelt during this time which no one knew that he had in this space and he was there and they've turned it into a museum that basically after the war they they locked this place down and forgot about it and then in the 80s they opened it back up again and everything was in there as it had been the day they left after they won the war that's really, cool. it was so cool, man. And I love world war two stuff. I did, you know, I did the D day 75th anniversary, obviously. Um, it was, I just love that stuff. It was very cool. So Churchill war rooms, put that high on your list. If you're gonna, did you do that yeah. when you were there?
0: No, I didn't. I had no idea. I mean, I wasn't, right. you know, well, I was 18. So like, what did I care right. about that? I mean, I, right, I actually right. probably would have gone to see that, um, even then, but I just didn't, you know, it just wasn't on our radar.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know they have great stuff. They have they have like the door from Ten Downing Street when Churchill was prime minister. Oh, cool. They have like his velvet leisure suits. <laughs> he would I like guess, when I he guess. was in there, his preferred thing was like this this purple velvet Churchill's jumpsuit. In some Sean John, <laughs> dude, for real. He, he like all he needed was like the reverse Kogel hat. uh um, yeah, yeah. Kangle yeah, Kangel hat. <laughs> He would have been like Samuel L. Jackson running the war, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was great. But London, London is just—it's a great town. I, I love it, and you could, you could be there for for a week, two weeks, and never run out of things to do. Yeah, amazing. Where yeah. to
0: next? What's next on the list?
1: Well, I'm staying in England, uh, but I'm going to a couple places. I'm going to Bath, a town okay. called Bath. Yeah, um, and then I'm going to Stratford upon Avon.
0: Ah yes. Speaking of the old Bill Shakespeare.
1: The Bard, the home of William Shakespeare. Yes, so sir. next week uh we'll be talking about uh Shakespeare and a place called Bath. And yeah, I, I think it should be interesting. Okay. The theater right. nerd in me is really excited. <laughs> oh boy. Uh
0: yeah, I'm I am too. Um so so here's what I'm gonna ask you to do then. Yeah. Uh I want you, Byron. This is not this is a, this is an easy one. I'm going to give you an easy one, right? Oh, now. finally! I know, because uh, it doesn't really have anything to do with your travels. Uh, okay. But because you are going to Stratford upon Avon, yes, uh, I would like you next week to uh, do a recitation for us. Um, mm. Just give us give us a give us your favorite Shakespearean sonnet or 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 piece of a monologue or something. Um, and, and that, that is your challenge. That's your challenge for this next week. I want you to reflect on it as you're, you know, in that sort of headspace, you're in that, uh, I've been to stratford Avon. It's, it's, you know, it's a very picturesque, picturesque, uh, place, you know, very beautiful English countryside town, touristy. Yes, but it's really nice. Um, so I want you to be thinking about it as you're there.
1: Yeah. You, so you've been there. That was one of the I places have, yeah. you went to. Oh, yeah. cool. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm excited to talk about it then. I like, it's fun, you know, that I'm like educating you or, or we're talking through it uh, a lot of the time. That's obviously going to be in the majority of the places. Um, but it is fun. I like when you've been to a place, especially before I have, uh, I, yeah. I like that. I like that vibe. I feel like well, you have, you have a, you have one to me.
0: Season two of Totally F and Lost just needs to all be Texas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Just just different uh, different Bucky's gas stations from around the that's state right. and oh, Whataburgers.
0: Man. I could I could talk to you about Bucky's and Whataburger all
1: day. <laughs> uh, uh, cool. Yeah, where do well, people good. find your stuff? Yeah, my stuff at Totally F and Lost, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, the website as well, blog posts, a plenty on there. Uh, yeah, give me a follow. Uh, And also, uh, I haven't been asking people, please rate and review us on on wherever you're hearing this. Um, If you're on iTunes, that's sort of the main one. Um, That's great. Give us five stars. Say you like the podcast. Um, we've, we've had a couple of negative reviews, which we've talked about from Macedonians, which were offended by my, my take on their country. So we can't let the Macedonians win. Everyone, please get a
0: better country. Macedonia.
1: I mean, I don't, know <laughs> no, don't, no, don't do it again. You're doing it again. <laughs> so rate and review. Uh, we're also, um, uh, we've had some requests to put it on Spotify. So we're looking into that. Uh, and hopefully, uh, next time you hear this, uh, it'll be on Spotify too. Great. Cool, ben man. Claren. great catching up. Yeah. Uh, Until tomorrow, uh, my friend.
0: No, don't do that.
1: Aha! It has already begun.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Song. I came for the party to get